Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to spend our time in just one verse. Mark chapter 13, verse 14. In the middle of Jesus' last week in Jerusalem, leading up to the crucifixion, Jesus took a moment to pull back the veil and give a glimpse of what was going to come to pass in the future. This has become known as the Olivet Discourse, and it includes an unprecedented time of trouble upon the earth before Jesus returns. Verse 14 is where Jesus taught that an event he called the abomination of desolation would occur. And this raises some questions. What is this event referring to? Has it already happened or is it yet to come? Well, this wasn't the first reference to these events. The prophet Daniel was used by God to reveal things about the end times also. So Pastor Jim is going to go there this week to shed light upon what Jesus taught about it and bring them together to more clearly understand things that will come to pass before Christ's return. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Abomination of Desolation. Jesus didn't say, come on, you guys, understand this. So let the reader understand, um, making sure that everybody who ever read this would know how important it is to understand it. So it could have been Matthew and Mark's way of saying that this is going to be crucial information for those who are alive in the time of the fulfillment of this. I take it that way. But the other legitimate possibility is maybe Jesus actually said those words. And we come to the same conclusion. If it was Jesus saying it, it's Him saying He expects this text to be studied and corroborated with Daniel and understood by those who are alive in the final days before His coming and all who live in between to know that this is the beginning of the worst of the birth pangs. Now, I tend to think Matthew and Mark were inspired to put this in here because I can't see Jesus talking to the disciples. He's going to have their attention. And He says, when you see the abomination of desolation, let the reader understand. I can just see Peter saying, who's reading? Reading what? I think this is inserted by the Holy Spirit so that we understand God the Holy Spirit put all of this together in the Scripture for us. By the way, can you imagine the intensity with which people who come to believe in Christ during the tribulation are going to study the prophetic portions of the Bible? Well, the whole Bible for that matter. Now, How do we apply a message on this subject? You're the reader. I'm I'm the reader. We're ordered to understand. Now you understand how the Antichrist is going to defile the rebuilt temple in Jerusalem, how that event is a, a crucial sign of the very near coming of Jesus Christ. But what does that do for you today, tomorrow, in your walk with Jesus Christ? Well, don't go to Israel and defile the Jewish temple. 
That's a pretty easy one. There is no temple. Can't get there and do that. Understand, this prophecy of Daniel, it's over 2,500 years old. This prophecy of Jesus on that night on the Mount of Olives is uh, Mount of Olives is 1980 plus years old. The fulfillment is sometime in the future. And if you understand as we do a, a pre-tribulation rapture, you're not going to even be around to see the abomination of desolation. So how is this profitable for you and me today? What are we the readers supposed to understand? I'll close with a couple suggestions. I'll let the Holy Spirit help you make the personal applications as necessary. But one lesson I see that is profoundly obvious. Learn the lesson of the precision of the Word of God. The details of the things predicted by Daniel and fulfilled by Antiochus Epiphanes, mind-boggling hundreds of years ahead of time, accurate to the day. When details in the Bible are predicted, they're going to be fulfilled with precision. The lesson is about how God fulfills prophecy. Everything that God says will happen, it'll happen, just as He says. The fulfillment of Bible prophecy is always literal according to the natural meaning of the words. We are not free to allegorize or spiritualize specific promises. That's the problem that I have with brothers and sisters in Christ who are amillennial or premillennial. See, there's no such thing as a thousand years. They'll take the Bible very literally when it talks about who Jesus is and what He accomplished on the cross and, and all of that. Get the gospel just right. And then they'll say, we, we take the Bible for just what it says. And when in the book of Revelation, chapter 20, in the first five or six verses, there's about six or seven uses of a Greek word that means 1,000 years. And the meaning is 1,000 years. And the correct ter- translation is 1,000 years. And the alternative, alternative meetings and our alternative translations don't exist because it means 1,000 years. And there are people who say, the one thing we know absolutely for sure is that 1,000 years does not mean 1,000 years. Well, what does it mean? Oh, we don't know. Kind of a long time. Maybe a golden era. No, it, it, it means 1,000 years. And everything leading up to the thousand years means what it says. So take God's Word at face value for what it says. You can certainly take that to the bank today. Number two, things are going to get much worse in the world. Are we headed that way? Yeah. Is the slide getting steeper and greasier? Well, yeah, just like the Bible said. Evil men will proceed from bad to worse. But understand, before Jesus comes and puts things right side up, it's going to be more upside down than you ever dreamed possible. And the paragraph that we just started with verse 14 in Mark 13, it's going to go on a little bit later and say, those days will be a time of tribulation 
such as has not occurred since the beginning of the creation which God created until now and never will. world's getting worse. We're, we're setting the stage. Uh, right now, nations are aligned against Israel, and it's starting to look ever more like what uh, Ezekiel and other Old Testament prophets describe as what will be the alignment of nations at the Battle of Armageddon. But you don't have to enlist for the Battle of Armageddon. That's not the point. The point is, it's coming together. And in the final seven years before he returns, in addition to how evil the world is, there's also the wrath of God that's going to be poured out on the unbelieving world in a series of cataclysmic judgments. And that, along with the most evil leader of all time that's going to dominate a one-world government and a one-world religion, understand, friends, if you have believed a faith that is meant to provide you comfort and wealth and health and security, you have not believed the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, you're secure in Him. Nothing can disturb your peace in Him. You have peace with God, but in this world, it's going to be more and more unacceptable to practice Christianity as we march toward the second coming. So, if you're ashamed to speak up for Jesus Christ, if you're ashamed to proclaim the gospel when it looks like that's not a popular thing to do, I think you really need to go and examine your faith. Maybe you haven't yet come to the point of saving faith, and I pray today is the day that you make that true commitment. And if you don't make it today, I will pray for you. I will pray that you are unthinkably miserable and incapable of sleep and any sense of comfort because you need to be scared spitless because this is God's judgment that is coming. And having said that, My final suggestion is, you don't need to fear any of these things that are coming. Why? Well, I have my escape hatch. You know, I'm a Christian. God's going to take me out when the rapture comes. That's not the point. Matthew 10, 27 and 28. Look how Jesus put it. What I tell you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered in your ear, proclaim upon the housetops. Tell people about me. Do not fear those who kill the body, plenty of them, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear Him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. In other words, turn to God. When you fear God, You need fear nothing else. Let's pray. Father, we we fear You. We, We tremble before You in the sense of understanding that there is nothing in us that would make us worthy of Your favor or fellowship with You. And yet, Father, we know that all that fear is cast away by Your love shed upon us in Jesus Christ. As we go about in this world, thank You for the privilege to know You and to walk with You, to, to worship You in spirit and in truth with like-minded people. But as we go from this place, make us 
accurate, bold, faithful, loving proclaimers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.